You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. Beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Hallelujah. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights, we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host. I'm also the editor-in-chief of our wonderful and fabulous website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts, all sorts of cool stuff you can check out. Together on this podcast, I have my trio. Um, well, I guess I'm part of the trio, so, <laughs> you know, it's still, it's not my trio, though. It's our, it's our team. It's a better way of putting it. Like... We're Team GGR. Uh, it's myself. I've also got the wonderful and fabulous Mr. MC Brooks. Sir. And I also have Mr. James Rambo as well. Yo-ho, yo-ho. A pirate's life for us. Let's talk about Ant-Man. Normally, I'm the one that kicks this off here. Um, I'm going to let Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, why don't you tell us your thoughts on Ant-Man? And we'll go from yeah. there. No, I I agree with uh, the statement you made at the end of the last uh, the last podcast we just did uh, because this is a very it's a very fun movie and honestly I, I think it actually might be the most under one of the most underrated films in the entire MCU because I really don't ever hear people really talking about this movie and I actually don't really hear people talking about Ant Man unless they're talking about whether or not he could have, uh, you know, infiltrated uh, Thanos uh, and 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 saved us and saved us heartache and you know some other things. That's how you fix this movie. Have Paul have Paul Rudd climb up Josh Brolin's booty hole, which which would not work. Just for the record, someone someone did did, did the science. It would not work. That's all. Other, that's all other thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't ever hear anyone talking about uh, talking about this movie. And like I won't even lie, I was um, I was late uh, coming to to see this movie when I was first discovering uh, the MCU because like I had no interest in going to see it in, in theaters or anything like that. And you know, like I you know look back at the decision, I was like, man, I was young and just did not know better. 
because this it, it's a it's a very fun ride, a very fun origin story for a character that I'm you know I'm like super unfamiliar with, or, or that I was super unfamiliar with. Because on the surface, Ant Man doesn't sound like a guy who would have cool ass powers, but it's like, oh no, he can shrink, he can make himself huge. He has a fucking army of, of ants <laughs> to to do his bidding. Like it's 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 super fun and like. Paul Rudd is already like one of the best dudes just in general. Like he was absolutely phenomenal in this movie. He hits all all of the all of the like emotional marks, you know, in terms of like when you first meet him, he's a guy who's just like, you know, can't seem to get right because he has a, a criminal record. And like being someone that knows people that have had you know dealings with the law, like the the the, the reality is like that it, it is really hard. You really, you know, don't get it, it is really hard to find work or be able to keep work uh, because, pe- you know, people find out that you have you know, done something in your past. You know, it, it, it gets held against you. And like it, it's a big reason why, like far too often, a lot of people end up resorting back to a life of crime, which oddly enough is what happens in Ant-Man and kind of sets this this ball in motion for for Scott to inevitably become um the hero, even though it was all, you know, we found out like set up by Hank, <laughs> um, and you know, for for, for him to 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 uh, uh, become Ant Man, but uh, it's it's this movie is it's really I, I really do think it's underrated, and I really wish more people like spoke about it or like mentioned it among like like the 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 most fun movies. Like I'm not saying you have to have it as like the best movie Marvel has ever done or anything like that. But it's a very it's a very it's a very fun film with some really great uh, fight scenes. I, I mean, the the giant Thomas the Tank Engine during the the end sequence was hilarious. Was hilarious <laughs> to me, and, I, and I, like I kind of like that. Like I, like I, I can only imagine how much fun the the VFX people had with, you know, like okay, so in this scene, you're gonna be like on a wooden train track. <laughs> With with a metal Thomas the Tank Engine going around in circle, but you have to make it look huge as if it's this like giant 300 level battle epic. Like that's that's fucking cool as fuck. And, and so like I, I really I really really did like this film. And honestly, it made me want to skip ahead to watching the sequel because I I really just wanted to uh, spend more time with uh, with Scott and um, God I can't remember. Uh, the woman's gonna become the wasp. I can't remember her name right now. The character. Oh, uh, Hope. Oh, Hope. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to spend more time with uh, with Scott and, and Hope and, and Hank and you know like it, it 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 made me very excited that we are that one that we're getting a third Ant Man film because I, I was actually very surprised that you know when it was announced people were like why are we getting a third Ant Man film like the first one is great I really like the second one uh, mm-hmm. the second one as well. And we're getting fucking Jonathan Majors in the third one. Like, what? What's the like? What's the complaining for? And honestly, I I think ultimately, you know, this will end up being probably the second best trilogy, you know, in the MCU, right behind the Captain America films. So like, I'm I, I yeah, I, I really enjoyed this film, and like, I'm very I'm very excited to rewatch the second one, and you know, ultimately, you know, see what they're going to do with the with the third one. Mr. Rambo. Uh, yeah, what he said. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's honestly, you know, I was 
I was certainly a little cautious going into this movie because I was really bummed when Edgar Wright dropped out of developing his version. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to talk about that. So, yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, like, we don't really know why. We just have the very sort of vague and amorphous creative differences, um, which, you know, isn't too big a deal when you've only been working on the movie for a month or two or you know, even a couple months. But apparently Wright has been working on this movie in some fashion since 2003. Jesus. Like, he has been trying to develop an Ant-Man movie for a long, long time. Damn. And real proper work wasn't really started until um, the the or the late the early 2010s, um, to the point where um, supposedly one of the reasons that neither Ant-Man or the Wasp appear in the Avengers is because is and one of the reasons is uh, because Wright was like, I, I don't want you to feature those characters until my movie. And they're like, all right, cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and, like, there's, you know, that, that whole sequence when uh, when Scott breaks into uh, to Darren Cross's offices, uh, you know, you get that, that fight sequence between him and the two security guards where he's, like, running along the barrel of a gun. Like, that is from, uh, or, like, like, part of that sequence is from the sizzle reel that uh edgar wright shot um to promote the you know the test reel just to 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 show the cast and to show um like investors and things um and they went ahead and used a lot of the the same uh concept not necessarily the exact footage but the same concept for uh for the the movie that finally got made so you know going into it i was like all right well let's see what this lesser version of this movie is going to be and to some degree it's always going to be that like the the unmade Edgar Wright version of this movie would likely have been a superior version just based on the fact that Edgar Wright is Edgar Wright. But with that said, this movie is a lot of fun. It's it's very sweet and funny. Um, like MC said, the whole uh, uh, the fight in in the bedroom at the end of the movie with the toys has some of the best gags and and jokes probably in the MCU at large. Um, Paul Rudd is incredibly charming and a lot of fun. Uh, they introduce, uh, uh, what is it, Luis? This is the first appearance of that character in, in the MCU, and he has instantly become a fan favorite. Um, you know, Michael Pena being able to, to, to um, recite and explain the past via... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, flashbacks and such. We need him to do an MCU retelling. They, oh my, at they some say point. that they say that there is one. They say that the one exists. Why haven't we I, seen it? I I think that is is a a, a lot of fan um, uh, hoping and praying more than there actually is a real thing. Um, I don't. I put it this way, it doesn't benefit them to not have that put out. But then again. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Kevin Kevin Feige confirms a video of Luis recapping. Oh, he confirmed. Oh, well, shit. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, in the, the the next thing I was gonna say was this is also the same company that doesn't have any of their one shots or shorts up on Disney Plus, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, they're only were only available when you bought the the Blu-rays. 
And so now it's like, well, I guess you can go buy a copy of the Blu-ray somewhere. You're like, fucking, really? Come on. Because um, honestly, I haven't seen most of those and I really want to. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was really clever and fun. And it was a great opportunity to bring a little more levity to the MCU overall. Um, I was really pleased. With, I remember there being a... a it's not insignificant backlash when the movie was first being properly announced uh, after Wright had left the project and they were talking about how, you know, Janet Van Dyne's not going to be in the movie because she's disappeared um, and all this. And I know a couple folks who were like, oh, they fridged Van uh, Janet before the movie even came out. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. That's not what they said. They didn't say she's dead. They didn't say she, you know, has been killed in action. They said she's disappeared. And considering the fact that the whole point of the character is that they, characters, is that they shrink, would it not be unreasonable to assume that perhaps there was an accident and someone shrank to the point of being, dis of disappearing? And I got some hand-waving and I got some dismissal. And I was thoroughly proven right. Because <laughs> um, yeah, that was the whole point. That, that ends up being the tragedy of the of the you know the sub the, the tragic subplot of the first movie is like Janet disappeared because she had to go subatomic, and so she had to go into the quantum realm. And also, yeah, let's not forget that. Like, because Ant Man is a fun, silly, uh, enjoyable comic action movie uh, or comedic action movie, but. This is also where we start getting into, like, the parallel universes and quantum physics and magic and, like, some of the weirder shit is where it is, you know, springboards off of Ant-Man. And that is really interesting. That's a really bold move. I feel like this is one of the, the earlier uh, opportunities for Marvel to be like, Okay, um, we're not just going to do like, oh, there's aliens. Okay, yeah, aliens, whatever. Like, oh, there's monsters and shit. Ah, okay, whatever. No, we're going to start getting into like theoretical physics and, you know, uh, states of matter and ex and, and being. Um, like, we're going we're gonna to really lean into like, you know, when you get to the point where you're so small, you're smaller than any given physical matter what does that mean like you know uh, how 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 much does that affect reality and you as a person within reality and that's really cool um you know not to mention the fact that you can just do a lot of really fun gags with you know scaling things up and down like the the uh, the, the oh no that's right the car chase is in the second one um, yeah 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 but uh which oh fuck i love this i love that car chase it's so good <laughs> um but yeah no there's there's all these opportunities to do like big crazy shit uh or in this case small crazy shit um and they take you know every opportunity that comes at them and i i remember just being really pleasantly surprised with just how much i enjoyed it and that's been consistent ever since um uh fun fact also apparently paul rudd got so jacked that they had to alter his costume uh, they were not expecting him to be as muscular as he was when he showed up. 
So they had to do some fucking Henry Cavill Witcher shit and be like, ah, fuck, we gotta fix this. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. too swole for you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you think of Paul Rudd, you don't think of swole. Like you just don't. Ripped, but then again, but yeah. man, some yeah, of those yep. shirtless scenes, he's he's yeah. in proper shape there. Yeah. You, you um, saw Hope checking him out. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are both very attractive people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, Ant Man, it's just it's a it's a ton of fun. It's really funny and enjoyable, and um. You know, it's a great opportunity to have some, like, particularly after coming off of Age of Ultron, which is pretty dour in places, um, the opportunity to to do something really light and, and enjoyable is, is always welcome. Yeah, 100%. I, to be contrarian, I fucking hated this movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love that, man. Um <laughs> It was bullshit. Yeah, it was fucking bullshit, man. Man, Paul Rudd, like, whatever. I'm sick of him. Um, no, like, he's a delight every single time. Like, he, he's one of those people. Like, I feel like if you knew him in real life, you would, like, regular schlubby ass me would be like, I fucking hate this guy. He's good looking. He's funny. Women love him. Like, he can do no wrong. He's also like super nice. But then, like, I would be like, I fucking hate him so much. And he'd be like, hey, Mike, what's going on, buddy? And I'd be like, nothing, Paul. You sound like you're a little mad. I'm I'm not. Just it, <laughs> you need to talk about it. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm really. No, I don't want to talk about it. I want to. You know what, buddy? If you need to talk about it, I'm here. I'll make time for you. <sighs> All right. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> like, you just you can't hate this guy. And like, oops. I remember, like, one of the first articles that I wrote for GGR was what I what we call the splash page. Um, a splash page was, like, basically, like, it was our way of describing a movie that was coming out that you may not have, that you may not know anything about. And I did one about Ant-Man because I figured, like me, a lot of people just didn't know who he was. So I researched the character. I was like, oh, okay, there were actually a lot of people who were Ant-Man. That's kind of cool. Um, looked into it, like, did the did the article and all that stuff. And I remember reading the Edgar Wright stuff, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a bummer. And then I saw who was directing it. But also, at the time, reading it, and people were, like, shitting on it. And they'd be like, oh, they got the guy who, who directed Bring It On to, to, to direct this movie. It's going to suck. It's going to be about, like, like, guys who do cheerleader movies don't know anything about action flicks. And I, I'm still proud of this line. I was like, yeah, you're right well choreographed women doing backflips and shit is nothing like an action movie you're 100 percent correct <laughs> you're so right how how could you how, how could anybody ever question your judgment you fucking idiot like something to that effect and like honestly peyton reed did a pretty damn good job with this movie mm -hmm. granted i'm looking at it and the script was edgar wright joe cornish adam mckay and paul rudd that's a pretty powerful team of of writers to write this story so i mean it came off good i feel like peyton reed did a pretty good job he directed the second one too so mm -hmm. like he, he knows what he's doing and it sucks that Edgar Wright didn't get to do it. But like, I, I'm not going to say disagree with you and say that like, if Edgar Wright had directed this, this would have been better. I think this movie would have been good no matter what, you know, unless, what? unless you give it to That's like you bowl or something like that. Cause he's a piece of shit. But like, I, I let me, I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit on that. I think that we would have had, I think Peyton Reed was always going to give us a good movie, but I think Peyton Reed was going to give us, a much more sort of standard by the numbers movie. Okay. He is, a, he is a reliable director who is going to give you what you need. I think Edgar Wright would have given us something that we didn't expect. 
Okay. I think, I, yeah, totally fair. Because that's that Edgar right in a nutshell, you know, like some of like uh, Sean, Sean of the Dead. Like who, when yeah, we first saw that movie, was expecting that? Yeah, it like, looked like it was going to be a funny horror movie, and that was it. And it was more than that. It was it was just a great flick across the board. And he does continually impress every time he does movies. And it is kind of a bummer. And, like, we've seen that with a couple of directors, too, where they've, like, worked with Disney in some aspect or, or another, and then they backed out. Colin Trevorrow with the Star Wars uh, recent trilogy. Like, there's, there's a lot of people that do that. I'm not sure what the reason is. Even Joss Whedon, like in the end was like oh it was a pain in the ass this doing ultron was like so stressful and honestly like at the time i was like huh i wonder what what it was that was so stressful about it and i remember feeling bad for him i don't now but at the time i felt bad for him but like it sounds kind of like he deserved it because he was a dick but like even though there were production issues with ant-man you can't tell watching this movie like yeah if, if, if there's yeah. nothing glaring. This is not like this, like the 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 Whedon cut of Justice League, where it's like, oh, well, you can tell whose ham-fisted idea this was. Like, this is just a solid flick across the board. It's enjoyable. It's funny. It's it's not heavy, like you said. But there's also some really really interesting things that are put in here, like you had mentioned as well, that make this movie a fucking blast. And like, I now want to go watch this again. I just watched it maybe two weeks ago. And now I want to go watch it again because, like, I just enjoy every part of this movie. And the second one, too, because, like, for whatever reason, that was one of those ones that I had as a gap. Like, I just never watched it. And I think it was more because, like, didn't it come out, like, right after Infinity War? Yep. It came yeah, out that summer. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to see it because I was like, nope, waiting for Endgame. Nope. Mm -mm, nope. That's the so only you thing never I watched. watched it? No, I've watched it? it now. Okay. I watched okay. It. I watched say, you, you were probably really surprised because that post credit scene in the second one. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Not See, but I, it wasn't that surprising to me because somebody was just like, oh, yeah, it turns out he was in the quantum realm. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I'm I'm one of those people that if you give me like a little piece like that, like if I'm in a movie, if, if I'm sitting in, in Endgame and I'm like, oh, fuck, Ant-Man just came out of that van. Why? Oh, it turns out he was stuck in the quantum realm. Oh, dope. I'm good. I'll go back and then watch it because I did that and be like, oh, OK, so this is how this all fits together. But it's not enough to take me out of a movie where I don't need to know every single explanation of every single thing in order to still be able to enjoy the story. Fair enough, man. Yeah. Yeah. But like I like Ant I like that Ant-Man is kind of your everyman, that he's not really a superhero. I mean, he is. He doesn't really have any superpowers. It's again, it's that super technology. He's Tony Stark in a way, except he's not a billionaire playboy. Like he's just a dork like the rest of us. And like when we get to see him in subsequent adventures, when he's like like nerd boying over Captain America, and like that was fantastic. Like I just I, I thought the way that they portrayed him was really cool. He was never the cool guy. He never tried to be the cool guy. Like they weren't gonna be like that thing where every single superhero has to be like this macho thing. No, he was just dork. And that was great. And like, it, it adds so much depth to this universe. It's the same thing they did with Spider-Man too, which was fantastic as well. Like, yeah, it, I can't think of a, a thing where they introduce a new superhero and they miss, you know, I feel like they hit on all of these. Yeah. I mean, they're not DC. Oh, right. <laughs> Man, I will say though, if if the Suicide Squad is any indication, 
there's some there's a real corner being turned it it it, it i think that's also a big um difference between those two studios is marvel's quality isn't cons- isn't isn't prevalent at, or rather uh, tied to the individual creators and dc's almost always is if you get a a you know when you get a good dc movie it falls to who was making it and there is a level of quality that you're always kind of almost guarantee with the, with the marvel movies just you know you know uh, uh i don't want to say despite who's making it but in you know independent of whoever's making it and there's you know there's pros and cons to that like there's there's that means you get more sort of a, a almost homogenized product um, I mean, and, and like there have been, gr- you know, Edgar Wright is not the only story of a great director who walked away from Marvel. Like Ava DuVernay also was going to do Black Panther, yeah, and then right. that fell apart for the same kind of reason. Like she she didn't develop nearly as long as as Wright did, but she was like, I, this is not for me. I'm I'm not I'm not looking to make one of these movies. At least not the way they're making them. Um, and I know it's happened before as well, but I, I'm blanking on who who else uh, has done it. But uh, you know. It would be interesting to see what those movies would have been, um, but you know we got what we got, and I'm not going to be here to, to I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. I, I have enjoyed every one of these to to large or small degrees. So yeah, very excited to see what else we get. So with the third one, we're definitely seeing. I mean, is he credited as Kang the Conqueror, or is he? credited as mortis like we just know that uh, well no no the, they specifically said kang for for ant-man 3 the the the, the yeah when he was cast yeah, when he, yeah. He, was, he was specifically cast as as kang and i think i think because of that it's why uh jonathan majors went uncredited when he voiced the the uh the the um the tv uh the um time time lords what are their names Timekeepers. Um, timekeepers, time keepers, yeah. yeah. When he voiced the timekeepers, and I think also it's also why he's credited as he who remains, and why like they kind of hinted at it in that final episode of Loki when they were like, "Oh, I go by many names." Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's like as far as IMDb is concerned, he is officially King the Conqueror. Yeah, 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 yeah. We like we know that we we know that anyone who knows the character knows who he's playing, even if they refuse to to name him. Yeah, fuck. Ah, uh, goddamn yeah. it. I'm just, I'm super interested in what they're going to do with this. And, like, just because, like, for the most part, the Ant-Man movies have been, not grounded, grounded is the wrong word, but for the most part, like, sort of kind of grounded in reality in some way, shape, or form. Um, So I'm wondering how they're going to introduce such a, an interesting character-like Tang or Immortus or whoever he's going to end up being, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, like, up to now the movies have been about corporate espionage for the most part. Yep. And and how, like, experimentation on a person, uh, experimentation by a person or, you know, on a person can lead to some uh, really interesting and sometimes very negative consequences. And this is the first, like, all right, here's your proper supervillain. Here's your, like, someone you know well it's funny because the first one 
bleeds more into the second one in terms of like here's you know uh first one's basically like you know businessman slash mad scientist and then the second movie is like all right well here's what happens when mad science affects someone else directly and then this one ends up becoming like all right well this you know the second movie is also uh uh you know exploring the limits of um quantum physics and um not necessarily causality but uh, uh quantum states and so this is going to be like all right well the nature of quantum uh, uh quantum states is they can be multiple things at the same time so i get the feeling that we're not going to get just one king there are going to be moments we're going to have multiple versions of that character in the, in the movie at the same time um, you mean specifically in ant-man 3 or just in the mcu in general it, I mean, specifically in, in Ant-Man 3, um, but, that, but that's not unheard of um, just across the board. Like, I'm sure the fourth Avengers movie is going to be... Or, or, or fifth. Or, fifth. Fifth. Fuck yeah, fifth. Uh, you know, I would be more surprised if we didn't get scenes where, like, the entire team is fighting an army of Kang. And I don't mean, yeah. like, Kang and Amortis and, and Ramatut. I mean, like, no, just Kang, who's, like, you know, traveled back in time 10 seconds and now you have to deal with uh, uh, this version of him as well, because um, that's just the nature of a character like that, and, and what you, and the kind of thing you can do with his powers. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and, and much like you know, we didn't really know what we were going to get with the second movie. Um, I think we're going to get to some degree, or, or rather, much like what we got, what we got with the second movie. I think we're going to have more of like the sort of grounded. Um, you know what? No, more, even as I say that. The more I think about it, first movie is much more straightforward, grounded villain. Yeah. Second movie yeah. is relatively grounded villain in terms of Scott dealing with it, but also with uh, with Ghost, but also subplot where it's not grounded. Like it, it's it's scientific, but it's it's getting into much more elaborate, much more epic uh, ideas and uh, to explore. And so the third movie is probably going to be more like, all right, well, now that subplot from the second movie, now that he, this is the plot of the third. Um, and I wonder how much of this is going to involve, uh, uh, you know, Scott and, and, and Hope and, and Janet having to, to shrink down and deal with, like, multiple realities at any given time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's entirely and, possible that they're standing there on Earth as what happens with Loki and Sylvie happens in um, like with um, he reminds at the end where they're yeah. basically just like, what the fuck just happened? Like there's now like a million different, like, I mean, I'm not sure how they would detect it. I almost feel like Jane Foster from Thor would be the one that would detect that. But like, there's like, that would be a great kind of convergence into it, especially since we know that he's going to be the villain. Yeah, and, and, and don't forget, too, there could also be another potential subplot of, you know, the thing Marvel has kind of very low-key been setting up over the past year or so with the Younger Avengers franchise because we're going to get Cassie in this movie. Mm -hmm. and, and Sorry, go ahead. And, I was going to say, and from, from what I've been told, Kang is a big Young, young Avengers villain also, at least hints at the at Young Avengers. So we I can... I can I can confirm a thing if you want. There's no, a, no, 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 dude, can, there's a reveal with 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 a character, and and how Kang ties into it. 
Well, so my okay. You can spoil it for me. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't isn't yeah. isn't Iron Lad a, a fucking variant of King the Conqueror? Anyways? Iron Lad is yeah. a is Nathaniel Richards as a young man before he becomes King the Conqueror. Yeah, and he like he did okay. this because he, yeah. he idolized Tony Stark, and he was like, I'm going to take this title for myself because like of what he did for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's a it's it's a bummer because apparently, um, I think it's Catherine Furman, uh, the woman that plays Cassie in Endgame. Um, Catherine um, Emma Furman. Emma Furman is the, is the actor that played her in Endgame. Uh, is not playing Cassie going forward. Um, Catherine Newton, who uh, was in uh, recently was in Freaky, that movie with Vince Vaughn. Um, oh, she's Lucy. She's Lucy from uh, Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, okay. I was trying she's to She's going to be playing familiar. Cassie going forward. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is awesome for her. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, like, it seems like, in what I'm reading, it seems like Emma Furman found out, like, through the grapevine, like, not through, a, like, an agent or anything. It was, like, almost one of those, she turned on the TV and, like, or, or read one of the trades and it was like, oh, uh, Catherine Newton to play Kathy Lake in the new Ant Man movie. She's like, but the, but but I'm. She's I'm like, Kathy. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a fucking bummer. Yeah, that's like um, the the hockey player's name is Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, he was the goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, found out that he was being traded to Chicago on Twitter. Oh. They didn't even tell him to his face, like, or call him. He found it on fucking Twitter. What kind of uh, bullshit is that? Um, Brian Clevenger. I'm, I'm sh- I always mix up the artist and the writer on Atomic Robo. Pretty sure it's Brian Clevenger. Um, but the writer on Atomic Robo, uh, who had pitched DC about oh. doing Firestorm, um, and was seemingly like good to go, found out that he was no longer doing it. Um, also, uh, no, I think it was like Newsarama. Newsarama or Bleeding Cool uh, posted an article about how about the new Firestorm team for the new 52 and how it was going to be like uh, Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver and all these people. And, and he's like, oh, well, I guess that's not going to work out. Okay. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, these companies couldn't be bothered to just drop them a line. Like, <laughs> you couldn't just say, right. hey, by the way, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm reading now. It sounds like Marvel's decision was basically they just wanted someone with a bigger name to play Cassie. Yeah. Which you know, I don't know. I don't think anybody's lining up to see these movies based on who's playing Cassie Lang. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but at the same time, well, I wasn't gonna see it, but this, yeah, she's playing Cassie, so fuck yeah. Let me go see that. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I don't think this is the deciding factor for anybody. <laughs> but, you know, all Maybe. of my best to Emma Furman. I hope she, she lands on her feet. I'm sure she'll be just fine. Good luck, kid. We hope you do well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever, though. Like, it's that's, it's interesting. I bring, I'm bring i bringing that up because, like, um, a quick aside on this, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up shop here. Um, so MC and I are both big baseball fans especially when it comes to like the DC sports teams. Um, And I had to explain this to a couple of different people that like just recently, the Nats are not having the best season this year. They're okay. They're hanging close to 500. 
Like, I think they're like five or six games under 500 right now. So, like, it's not completely inconceivable that they can turn their shit around and, and make a playoff run. It's not Mike. likely. Mike. Yeah. What does is, what is 500 mean? Um, their record, meaning that like if you have as um, many wins as, yeah. as losses. Yeah. So if you're if you've played 160 games and you're 80 and 80, you're at 500. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. So this is an averages thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Got it. Sorry. Thank, got yeah. it. There you go. No, because okay. I, I know like the thousand all that shit. And I was like, all right, cool. Got it. 100. <laughs> percent So they're they're <laughs> like they're they were like 47 and 54, I think. Um, but that was a couple days ago. So and they've won two games since then. So either way. But what happened was, is like, they're not doing well. Not only that, they won the World Series in 2019. And in winning the World Series, they were the oldest team in Major League Baseball. Like, every player they had was really, really well experienced and all that stuff. But this is a young man's game. Most professional sports are. And like, a lot of those players that they had have either retired or gone on to other places. And like, the roster that they had was not with a lot of young talent. So... They had to make a decision. Not only that, they have the minor leagues, which is basically like all of their guys that they draft really young. They like put them through like a developmental league Rambo so that they like get their seasoning and then they can bring them up to the major leagues and see if they're, you know, yeah. good enough so to get, play on the big on the so big. It's like a two to three year process, right? Yeah. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Typically. Some some people stay a lot longer, yeah. But like um the nationals and being the world champions in two thousand nineteen to get all of those big name older players gutted their farm system. So they didn't have any young talent on the up. Like they were just depleted, completely depleted. What they ended up doing was, is they have a trade deadline every year in major league baseball. And like all the teams who were in, in contention for playoff spots will basically mortgage their future for good players. Now, if you're not a good team, you do the opposite. You're like, I'm going to dump all of my good players and get something in return for them. And the Nats did that this year. They got rid of Max Scherzer, who was uh, uh, who's just been a, an amazing human being and an amazing baseball player the entire time he's been in D.C. Yeah. Um, they got rid of Trey Turner, which I'm really bummed out about because he's a really, really good young talent. But like they got rid of Jan Gomes, who was their catcher, who was a really, really talented dude. But like with the exception of Trey Turner, all of the dudes they got rid of were older. They were in their 30s or higher. And in return, they got a ton of young talent. So like, because of this, they're quote unquote rebuilding, but like so many people are so upset. They're like, I can't believe the nationals did this. This is so stupid. Why, why is it stupid when they're not winning right now? You gotta do something. Ultimately, this is a business because you will stop going to the games if they're trotting out a 50 year old Max Scherzer who can't even throw the ball anymore. But you're like, yeah, he won us the World Series like 12 years ago. So yay, Max, you suck now, but yay. Nobody does that. Like you have to win in order for people to show up to these games, period. That's just the way sports are. And like trying to explain this to people and them just being like, yeah, but it makes me sad. Okay, cool. I get it. I, I understand. Me too. Like, I didn't want Trey Turner to leave. I think he's like a an all-star for decades, and he. I wish he had stayed here. But you have to do something because you've got nothing else. That's what is, DC is running into right now. Yeah. I was like, gonna say. I think. I think. I think. I think a big part of it is, if you really think about it, um, like in in the last decade, what superstar young non-pitcher have they kept so like it feels like you know like if you harper i mean i i know you and i were really glad to see harper go but yeah, fuck that guy. you know uh i mean harper rendon 
you know, now Turner. Like, yeah. it, just, it just seems like when there's, it's like, like philosophically speaking, it, there seems to be a pattern coming with them. And I think with, with his upset, a lot of people, and like my mother, my, my, my parents are in the boat of like not going into any more Nats games this year. Uh, but it's like, we fully expect Juan Soto to leave in like, whenever he's a free agent in what, two years, I think it is. The, I think it's going to be the opposite because he was the one person that they would not take any trade offers for at all, period. They were like, go ahead, offer. We ain't giving him. I think he's their guy. I think he's going to be the face of the franchise. I think they're going to throw every ounce of money at him because their big contracts all just got traded. Yeah, but two words, Scott Boris. Fuck that guy. Scott he's, Morris is like the most famous of baseball uh, agents. He's Rambo. a total sleazeball. Yeah. <laughs> he's a total sleazeball. Yeah, gotcha. yeah exactly. He's total, ugh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe the Nats will resign Soto before that. I mean, but again, if Scott Boris. Oh, uh, with Scott Boris, there's no, yeah. no chance they do that before it's yeah. time. But at any rate, if that ends up being the case, then they just restocked. They just like completely restocked their minor league um, hall. Like they, they got so many good young players. Uh, like from the Dodgers, for instance. And as much as I like Trey Turner, like the simple math of you can have one really good Trey Turner or you can have a pitcher, a catcher, and an outfielder that are really, really good too. Like the like three players compared to one when, you're com- when your entire farm system is depleted, you really yeah. didn't have a choice in this matter. And it, it sucks, but it is it is what it is, yeah. you know? Like I, also, I also think it's a little bit of... Uh, I mean, that 2019 year is kind of looking like more and more like an aberration, considering the the Nats teams we fielded before it that were also really good, and kind of what's happened in the in the aftermath. And I think people are like, how come the Dodgers can just like, you know, afford all this to to, to have all of these epic players and like seemingly never have never really have a drop off despite their failures. Meanwhile, the Nats are kind of the opposite. We, I mean, we, we, we got our title, which was awesome, but it seems like, you know, like... I can I can actually answer that for you because I researched this. Um, so it really comes down to the finances of it. So the Dodgers can continue to field a competitive team every single year because they have ridiculous amounts of money. The Nats have been in existence since 2005. They don't have a loyal fan base like the Dodgers do, who have been in existence since they were in Brooklyn, who people literally still follow them, who will say things like, I remember being a little kid and going to a Brooklyn Dodgers game, and then the Dodgers left Brooklyn and went to Los Angeles, and I'm still a Dodgers fan. And they came to California, which the population in in Southern California like dwarfs what we have here, unfortunately. But not only that, loyalties are split here because you have people – that are transient by nature in the DC area. So you have people who are like nationals fans, but they grew up Yankees fans and they're Braves yeah. fans and they're whatever fans. It takes no a exposed, while. To, no exposed fans here. Yeah, cause you know, cause <laughs> none of us speak French. So like it's, it's one of those things where like you just like the Dodgers have a stacked deck, just like the Yankees have a stacked deck, just like the Red Sox have a stacked deck. There's certain teams that have an unfair advantage in baseball because there is no salary cap. The only thing is a luxury tax. You think Magic Johnson, who's worth millions and millions of dollars, gives a fuck about a luxury tax? They're like, oh, we're going to pay you a luxury tax. Cool. I just made $8 billion this year in being a partial owner of the Dodgers and the Lakers. It's cool. I got this. I'll stroke you a check. 
like we're the learners are are not that rich they're they're property developers and like that's the problem with baseball is it's not a fair playing field at all like it's not pun intended but like the dodgers can keep doing that because they've got the money to do it and like those legacy teams that have been around for hundreds of years can do that kind of shit and it sucks but I, I agree. It is an aberration because here's the other thing too. The Dodgers have all that money. How many fucking World Series has they won in the last 30 years? One. The Yankees haven't won one since 2006, 2007, 2008, something like that. The Red Sox won a couple, but like the the fucking Kansas City Royals won a World Series. Houston Astros won one because they're fucking 2009. cheaters. Yeah, yeah, 2009. Okay. But, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't mean shit. You can throw all this money at it, but still, the games have to be played. And a lot of times, these small market teams are the ones that are winning. And then what ends up happening is, is, like, after they win their World Series, they take all those parts that won the World Series, and then they trade them to other cities. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's the weirdest fucking sport. It really Baseball is so fucking weird. Like, hey, I was an all-star here, and I made $6 million, but I could make $40 million going to this big-name city where the media is going to rip me to shreds, will never win a World Series. Like, I'll have people throw beer bottles at me, but I'll make $40 million. Like, I just I, – I can't – if I'm a baseball player and they're like, hey, we can pay you $40 million so you can be treated, like, with way more scrutiny, or you can make another $5 million here in this small town where everybody fucking loves you, I might take the $5 mil and stay in the small town. But I mean, that's just me. Yeah, I might it's, have too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but also too, I mean, like it's it's hard to say when when you could have forty yeah. million dollars. Like it's yeah, a figure I don't think any of us will will probably see in our lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's just like just imagine this. Like if somebody said to us, they were like, "Hey, um, Disney is offering to buy GGR." completely you guys are just gonna have to be disney positive on all your podcasts right. we'll give you millions of dollars you're gonna have to move to florida right, let's, let's go mouse yeah exactly go. yeah <laughs> rambo you're packing your bag right like we're going to florida like <laughs> yeah sure i'm gonna go to florida and make out with every person i see <laughs> and then after you're done making out with them be like oh yeah i work for disney yeah licking doorknobs that's what i want to do <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, we had our quick little sports dalliance there. Appreciate you <laughs> you indulging us there, Mr. Rambo. Um, we haven't talked sports in a while. So, maybe yeah, so and... we're overdue for an overflow on the mic at some point. Yeah. Or, sports yeah. What was, what was our sports one that we call it? What did we call oh, it? Um, post, GTR post game? Post game, yeah. Post yeah. Game. Yeah. Maybe we'll do one of those uh, coming up here soon because all of our sports teams suck and life is miserable. So, yeah, let's take it out in podcast form. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go, guys. Work through it. Um, I want to thank Mr. James Rambo for the last 10 minutes where we nerded out about sports and he had nothing to say. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Rambo, for, for indulging us. Doesn't all have to be things I like. It's cool. I know. I know. And we appreciate you for that. Uh, I want to thank MC Brooks, as always. But yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Another month of 150,000 plus subscribers to our wonderful and beautiful podcast network. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> So fucking cool. I love it's just it. bananas, man. I love it. Um, one of the things that we're going to be trying to do here soon is we are going to go back to bringing on guests. Um, it was fun because we got to talk to some new people. And I think that that might be fun to do because we've been doing a lot of the MCU rewatch stuff, which is always enjoyable. But like 
there's more nerdy geeky stuff out there so we'll start looking at some some new guests uh some new potential topics that we can discuss here on the airwaves of at the diner so stay tuned for all the awesome things that we're going to be doing so coming up on the 14th of august that is a saturday that is free comic book day traditionally free comic book day is in may but because of the pandemic they moved it and we are actually going to be live broadcasting uh, well not broadcasting podcasting we'll be podcasting from uh free comic book day at nova gateway comics in woodbridge virginia so you guys should check that out too you guys can come see us there's gonna be lots of cool people there uh john st john voice of duke nukem is gonna be there Wes johnson voice of the capitals uh tons of voices throughout all of the um elder scrolls games you can check him out there too. It's going to be a really, really good time. I'm looking for the address right now. It's right off of Smoketown Road in Woodbridge. I've been there a million times, but growing up there, it's one of those things where like I can describe it to you, but like I don't know the address because I've just been there a billion times. Uh, it is 3112 PS Business Center Drive in Woodbridge, Virginia, 22192 if you want to look it up. But all you have to do is go to Facebook, Nova Gateway Comics and Toys. Just search that, you'll see it. It's a little picture of a rocket shooting through the stratosphere. It says Nova Gateway Comics and Toys. Check it out, you guys can come see us there. You can get all sorts of cool things. There's gonna be lots of like um, creators as well. Um, the last time we went, there were lots of independent creators as far as like filmmakers, as far as comic book artists, lots of cool stuff for you guys to check out. So you should check us out there on the 14th and then while you're at it, throw in an extra weekend too, because the 20, uh, doing the math right now, the 22nd, that Sunday, we will be at Awesome Con. You guys can check out our first panel, and we'll be there and probably come up with all sorts of fun things to do that somehow will involve us eating food together, because that's what we like to do. We do like food. So that's all I got, unless it's any of you guys. Oh, fuck, MC. Tell us about your single, man. It just released on Friday. <laughs> yeah, uh, the new song is called Rage Quit. It, it came out Friday. Uh, surprisingly, I've been very surprised at like my Spotify stats over the last couple of days because uh, yeah, like my streams are up like 200%, which is like kind of crazy because I did not foresee that happening. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it came out Friday. It's available literally everywhere. I think it actually just hit like TikTok and Instagram today. Uh, so yeah, the kids can go listen to it on their TikToks. <laughs> the rest of us can can stick to our our Spotify's and Apple Music's and <laughs> Pandora's and whatnot. And it's available literally everywhere. You can go listen to music. And if you'd like to give me money, Bandcamp. Which oh, uh, I should say this now because uh, this uh, uh, Friday, August sixth. Bandcamp is waiving their fee for musicians. So basically, literally every piece of, like generally they take a percentage of whatever money you, like when you buy things on Bandcamp. But this Friday, they're waiving that. So, you know, for myself, and if you know any other musicians who have music that you like, if you can go buy their things on Bandcamp on Friday, it helps because we will actually get to keep all of the money we generally would be making off a transaction as opposed to a percentage. And that's on Friday the the, the 6th. Oh, shit. We're going to have to publish, like, promote the hell out of that, dude. Cause, like, you just getting yeah. more money is always a good idea. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, like, I love the, I love the song. I really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, um, I think that'll play us out if you don't mind. Yeah, by all means. Fuck, listen to Rage Quit, and then also go to Bandcamp. But not today. Wait till Friday. Hook our man up. Give him some money. 
That way you can you can feed them. For pennies on the day, <laughs> you can feed an MC Brooks. You feed an MC Brooks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so very much for listening. We appreciate you more than you'll ever truly know, uh, unless you show up to uh, AwesomeCon. Um, I would say like big sloppy hugs and kisses, but like there's still a fucking pandemic going on. So yeah. just imagine a sloppy hug and kiss. Yeah, two 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 requirements: need to see your vax card, yeah. <laughs> and we need to be outside. You know, there you go. <laughs> so outside, vaccinated, yeah. sloppy hugs and kisses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hug you outdoors. <laughs> that needs to be a lyric. I'm a hug you outdoors, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I've said enough. Thank you all very much. We appreciate you. We love you very much as well. Stay safe. This Delta variant is no fucking joke, man. Put the masks back on. We got to do that because people are assholes and they're not getting uh, vaccinated. It is what it is, okay? But we can get through this. Why can we get through this? Because together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. They hate on my craft, they hate when I rap, but they hate from the back. Cause I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm hey, making them mad. If I get lit on the weed, I'm going for broke. I don't battle rappers, I go for the throat. Won't even leave them a quotient of hope. He's going against me, an ocean of no. So many folks that be hoping I choke. Not really knowing I rope and I dope. Sting like a bee with a butterfly flow. So let me repeat, I ain't stuttering dope. Oh, I got the tactics. I ain't just spitting something just to get a reaction. No, I am not human. I am AI. So yeah, we talking about practice. Hey, sicker than average. Vegetarian here, get lit on the cabbage. And the way I be flowing this wizardry. So I shut out Billy Batson. Shazam! Wield the mic like a thunderbolt. Make my foes to a somersault. Before I turn them to a chunk of salt. Then in turn, I make a punk of hulk. Like Thanos did on that spacecraft. All I need is like eight jabs. Now bow to God like Mace has. Come on, y'all, let's face facts. No Brooks dope like Lace Crack. Flashpoint, I say that. Cause when I'm gone, it's no way back. If life is like a game show, I'm treating y'all like Sajak. I'm fortunate I'm in my wheelhouse. Cause y'all keep hitting that playback. I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. They hate on my craft, they hate when I rap, but they hit from the back. Cause I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. Some of y'all need to work on your stage act. You couldn't find the flow with the Waze app. Probably gonna hear this track and wanna stay mad. Cause all I do before I die is rap and stay black. With my fist raised, see my other hand got a lit J. Got no reason to fix face, cause I'm Bruce Banner while enraged. Now I ain't no capitalist, but I'm telling my niggas to get paid. Get paid and protect each other. That's why my crew like the Lin Kuei. Back on the topic, I'm popping that rappers thinking they've been safe. Getting green like Fenway, spitting flames like Gintay. Wielding mics, that's my quirk though. Watch me turn flows from tall heights. Come back and hit the stage till the world love me like all might. 
my hero flows. When they come to this, I get Gary those. I get spiritual, cause I take them to church. This here ain't no miracle. This here what they fear the most, cause I'm flowing, flowing, flowing. Hey, it's 4chan, me 50 cent, cause I'm trolling, trolling, trolling. Hey, let's go. I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. They hate my craft, they hate when I rap, but they're here from the back. Cause I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad, I'm making them mad. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!